Hail and well met, listeners. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nick, broadcasting live from the Underdark. We've brought several brave souls down here under completely normal circumstances to compete for the right to see the sun again. <laughs> Ugh, get that mic out of my face. I'm fighting a mushroom right now. I'm Declan fucking Quinn. To be honest, we don't know how many are going to make it. So a tune right in every other week for Mirth, Sin, and Fire Season 1 against the Underdark. In our last episode, our heroic group finds a safe grotto in which to recover from the terrors of the Kuatoa Sacrifice Ritual and the appearance of the dread Demogorgon. As they rest, however, Okad and Sereth are lured away from the group deep into one of the many side tunnels influenced by mind control spores. Despite the best efforts of the rest of the group, the two, under the control of the innocuous mushroom Mushi, are drawn into the darkness and presumed lost. Following their best guess, the rest of the group consolidates in their rickety and damaged boats and attempt to find a path towards the surface. Instead, finding a cavern containing a mysterious damaged mausoleum. From within, a female voice calls for help. Derendal, the cursed elven prince in the body of a Quagoth, dives into the waters of the hot spring to effect a rescue, but is defeated by the fact that hot springs are, indeed, hot. Following more carefully, Brittany, Declan, and Eric proceed into the mausoleum, leaving the rest of the group behind. After discovering ancient carvings that hint at a troubling history, Eric and Declan discover an intricate, ancient set of revolving stone doors. Enthralled with the smoothness and effectiveness of the door's ancient design, Eric and Declan entertain themselves like misbehaving schoolchildren, while a disapproving Brittany watches from a distance. Enraged by this desecration, a force from deep within the mausoleum lashes out with eldritch power and lays a dread curse, which unfairly lands only on Brittany. You have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Eh. That's not good. Okay. Well. Okay. This sucks. This is so unfair. I was the one who was being good. You were the one who was being good. <laughs> and we're the ones desecrating the tomb by turning part of it into a party van. <laughs> There are still the rooms beyond you need to explore, should you desire to. Well, something just made itself known. <sighs> um, I just resisted something. I'll look around and see how everyone else is doing. Not well. What of us? I'm cursed now. That's unfortunate. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, gonna crack his knuckles. Why don't you come out here and pick on someone your own size? No, ignore, ignore the illusion in the doorway. That's just us messing around. I'm gonna walk right through it. You're gonna walk through both doors um, into the room where the no. voice is coming from. You're gonna, gonna grab this door by both with bo both of us are gonna grab this door with both hands and wait for something to come out. <laughs> uh, nothing comes out. Bugger. Damn it. Okay. Plan B. Mm-hmm. What? Right. I'll go first. Hang on, is there, is there any space between the edge of the door and the door jam, or is it just really tight? 
Oh, there's a little there's a little gap because the bronze has been beaten and stone sworn away. All right. How much empty space is there between, say, this door and the door we came in? About 10, 15 feet. Okay, plan Z. That's absolutely... Grab a rope, wrap it around mm. this door, and grab one end and cast fly. Uh. Head out at top speed, and I don't know exactly what that's going to accomplish, but that would be awesome. Okay, let's, let's go in. I agree. <laughs> I think we should move that further up the list, like at least E. Fair. Fair. Alphabet's too long. What? So, but we can't let some of the curse Brittany and then just walk away from it. It's gotta bleed. I agree. Uh, after you. But don't worry, I've gotten really good at having to leap out of the way of things I didn't see in time over the years. <laughs> so you're pushing you're pushing past the two doors into that room? Absolutely. Horizonly. Um, yeah. Darren Dill, by the way, who has been creeped out by this whole thing, especially now that he's not hearing the woman's voice, is just kind of standing in the doorway and looking around and being like, Yes, yes, you should definitely check that room. I can't believe that they would have the audacity to curse on this wonderful woman. And they cowers agree. behind the door frame. <laughs> if we don't come out, start this door spinning. <laughs> you push through the two spinning doors, and you find inside a sort of tomb. In the middle of the room is a wide stone sarcophagus on a black marble beer. The lid is covered in the same mosaics that you've seen around. It, it just looks incredibly heavy, and in small niches around the room are canopic jars. Ah. Alright, folks. Okay. We push the lid off of that and just start stabbing immediately. It won't have time to react. <laughs> you need to make a strength check to push aside the lid. I'll pull my longsword and stand ready. Good. Right. Time to use all the might in my stringy body. Fourteen. You push it off. Oh. In fact, it feels lighter than it should. It almost glides off of this thing. And inside, you see a life-size statue of the person that you saw on the inlaid carvings at the entrance. Ha-ha! It's sculpted and painted to look as if she's sleeping comfortably. It's faded a little bit, but not much. It looks like it's been in, you know, inside a sarcophagus for a while, but there's nothing else inside. Oh, I don't like this. I break one of the canoptic jars. Some what look like organs tumble out and immediately <gasps> into dust. Right, careful not to breathe in that dust. Let's break all these. You do that. Uh, I, I got a thing. Because I really don't like it when things mess with... Brittany, or anyone, really, but that that was really unkind. And it got, was uncalled for! Um, <laughs> anyone got any chalk or ink or charcoal or anything? I have blue bioluminescent fungi. Fungi. Ooh, I could, could I get a little bit of that? Yeah, I'll pan in one of the jars. I'm gonna get the statue a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you give her a wonderful... Well, what kind of stash is this? Like a tonsil? oh, big stash? curly, uh, a big curly snidely whiplash right across the upper lip, <laughs> little goatee. All right, she looks great. Okay, but th but there's no reaction from the statue at all. You painted on it. And... <sighs> well, I tried. 
That is properly villainous. I say it as I'm just throwing, just Legend of Zelda-ing the pots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of them are filled with the same kind of desiccated organs. If I see a heart, you I'm stabbing that it. There are, there, are, there are more sets of organs than one person should have. Chris. Probably not theirs. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, I'm mm. sure there's a bunch of really, really upset revenants someplace. In the meantime, now let's search the room for any extra stuff. Valuables. Uh, valuables, secret panels, and a knock on everything. In this room, yeah, investigation. Dirty 20. 12. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anything in here. In fact, you think this was probably a false tomb. One put here to thwart grave robbers. Thought they'd found the right one. I feel cheated. Well, little did they know. They left the greatest treasure right outside this room because that door is amazing. Absolutely. Do you think if we bring that door on the bolt, it'll sink? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm sure it will. But so we have to come back for it. Absolutely. See so if we can figure out. We have dirt dwarves on that boat. We should have them figure out how to make that door. Absolutely. Get out of here. We'll be rich because that door is amazing. I agree. We should go through the other one. Ooh, I wonder if the other one's good, too. Hmm. Let's check it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other door? Yeah, the other door. The door oh. across from the stairs. It's exactly the same thing. Oh, <laughs> give it a kick. <laughs> give it a spin. It's got a... Come on, Brittany, get in on this. You don't want to get cursed again, do you? I can't. <laughs> but this one, after, after you get it spinning a little faster, you hear it. And you feel a bit of stone crumble down you from the top, and the door comes off its top hinge and falls spinning towards you. Oh, I die! So we're dying out of the way. So we're just running from a dreidel now. Saving throws. <laughs> uh I don't do those good. Uh, nine. <laughs> Twelve. You both get clocked. You both get <laughs> by the spinning door. Oh, goodness. Dreadle, dreadle, dreadle. I bring you nothing but pain. You, since you managed to jump out of the way, you only take four bludgeoning damage. <laughs> ow! Ow! Ow, this door sucks. <laughs> the other door was so much better. <laughs> I love the other door, but this one's terrible. Uh, I would like to step onto the now fallen over door and through the, the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> you do, and... Despite there being dust everywhere, and they're all coughing and moaning in pain, you're walking, you're practically glowing golden. Yes. As you walk across this thing, flawless. Yes. Oh, man. You're billowing in the non-existent, or in the actual existent breeze. <laughs> and then you step into a pool of ectoplasm. I mean, I wouldn't step into it. Well, I can see where just, I'm going. Like, looking down. Why? You have a passive perception of 10. Yeah, but I mean, I know where I'm at. I'm not passively looking. I'm actively looking at things. She's not dumb. <laughs> She's really smart. She's got a plus well, four in her intelligence. She wouldn't just, like, walk into it. It's a small puddle. It's like a little doggy bomb of ectoplasm. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get up and follow her. <clears throat> there are four sarcophagi in this room, each one 
in the corners of the room. The lid of each sarcophagus has the sculpted image of a, a person in repose. Each one just slightly different from the others. Hmm. You want to know something fun about these, though? Sure. Make perception checks. Ooh. Seventeen. Dirty twenty. Natural one. <laughs> this feast of famine. But you guys are looking for a good time. And as you look at the base of these, these sarcophagi are mounted on wheels. Oh, 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 oh this is a good day. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if there's nothing in these. We found the true treasure. Yes, yes, we have. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Like little casters, yeah. There's four of us in here. There's four of the sarcophagi, and there's a big staircase. Yeah. And the door's off the hinges. It is! Beautiful! Everything is you working perfectly. Now you perfectly. can actually fit a sarcophagus through the door. Thanks <laughs> to that being off its hinge. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they have some kind of a plan. I mean, there's something about one of these is the correct one and one of these isn't. And some difference is going to be in the clues. And I don't care anymore. I'm gonna... What's about it? <laughs> sarcophagus toboggan! Yes! Help us push! Yeah, like, Help us push! Yes. Oh, that reminds me of my childhood. Let's get it out of here. He promptly goes and grabs the nearest one and starts wheeling it towards the door, no problem. I wheel it. I try to wheel another one. Uh, I'll get the third. Uh. As soon as you do, <laughs> mist forms around the tops of each sarcophagus. Oh, come on! And four spirits just materialize, howling. Each in the form of the character you see carved I'll on. I'll put belly aching. At least give us one run. I have done nothing wrong and I have been punished time and time again here. <laughs> <laughs> are they attacking? They are attacking. Roll initiative. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Seven. Twenty-one. Seventeen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting old. The curse is actually on me the entire time. There's this thing when you sit there with an injured character, you start to feel it. Yeah, I'm like, why? I wasn't doing anything. I was like, actually, here's some fun facts about, you know, this tomb. No, you're the one who gets arthritis. You have to find that you're like 27 or whatever. So let's try our new system here. Beginning with Declan, what do you want to do? Alright. Screw this, I'm having a nice, like, cinnamon pancake muffin shaped like a rose. Yeah, that's a spirit. They they, they are delicious. Thank you. Can I get a star? Sure. Uh, Do you care what color? Yeah. Are any of them not within five feet of their friends? Uh, no, they're all right up in each other's business. Alright. In that case, I'd like to hop back a few feet away from them, draw my hand crossbow, and shoot at the nearest one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eight. No, that's not gonna hit, but okay. Oh, quick draw! I should've aimed. So, I, I forgot, we're gonna, we're gonna get everybody's actions before I tell you how it's all resolved. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're shooting with your crossbow, got an eight. Yep. 
What are you doing, Derek? I am waving in with my cursed longsword. So you're just going to take a swipe at one of them? Yep. That is a plus one longsword, right? I believe, yes, it is. Okay, cool. Uh, go ahead and roll. Natural 20. Are these humanoids? No, they are undead. Okay, well then I will need more time to figure out what I'm doing. Roll max damage on the die, and that is 26. Okay. Are they considered creatures? Yes. Great. Am I in melee with any of them? Yes. I'm going to, for my turn, touch one of them, casting Bestow Curse. It must succeed on a Wisdom saving throw, DC 16. Or become cursed for the duration of the spell, which is up to a minute, based on my concentration. And your desired effect? I would like it to receive an extra 1d8 radiant damage whenever it is hit. Okay. Alright, so you make an attack's radiant. Nice. Did it succeed on its uh, wisdom saving throw? I'll tell you in a second. Okay. I'm cinematically describe the outcome of your actions. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> this is gonna be good. And... Okay. So the first one to act, of course, is Declan, who springs back and lets loose a crossbow bolt at the one immediately to his right, and widely misses. Pings off the bronze decorations on the wall, and Eric wades past him, to the same one he was attacking, I presume. Sure. Or maybe you were taking the, you were taking the one to the left, maybe? I don't know. I was waiting into the middle of him, whatever I hit. Alright, and you just took a wild swing at the same one that Declan was attempting to shoot, and you slam through it <clears throat> with your with your blade of vengeance and dissipate its essence entirely in a single blow. I mean, if you want to add more flavor to it, it's, yeah, that's I fine. Think it's downright impressive that you just walked right up to it and Aragorned the crap out of that thing. <laughs> I'm not going to get better than Aragorned the crap out of it, so now we're good. <laughs> so, the other two, they, they both attempt to attack you since you're in the middle of you, since you've waded into the fray, and <clears> both of them just kind of swoop right through you and do absolutely nothing. You feel nothing, you don't no, no life drained, no ethereal claws slashing you, they literally just swoop through and then you just hear, like, a whispered, ghostly voice behind you. <laughs> oh no, I um, understand. <laughs> Brittany, you walk up to the one who hasn't taken any action in combat yet, and you just grip him by his weird hand. I don't, I don't know how you want to... I'm gonna grab him by the wrist and be like, Listen here, you little piece of fart. You... Punish me for no reason. I was being perfectly polite and nice, and now you're going to die again. Do you understand me? And that is my bestow curse. All of a sudden, his body is surrounded in a faint golden aura, in which he immediately kind of recoils from your your touch and is going to attempt to strike you, but to no avail. Rude. Tries to tries to slap you right across the face. And once again, you just feel nothing. Your flimsy fart attacks do not concern me, you gaseous disgrace. Gaseous disgrace. It's at this point that Darren bounds into the room. I'll save you, my lady. 
and attempts to punch the ghost. Oh, I love it. With his big, clumsy arms. And totally succeeds. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, plus the radiant damage. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he just punches the ghost. And because of your curse, it, it feel it looks like his fist just begins glowing as he connects with it. Yes. And sends it flying through the wall. It just vanishes through the wall in a little puff of, of light. And at that, he he promptly like goes, oh, "Did I bruise a knuckle there?" It it was a ghost. But it felt so real. And we go back to everybody giving me their actions again. So that there are two ghosts now behind Eric, between between Eric and Declan. <coughs> There's one that just got punched through a wall, so you can't see it. But can it hear me? That's an interesting question. I think it could. Excellent. Then I will keep my action to be what I was originally intending it to do. So what are you what are you gonna do, Declan? I am um, two ghosts in front of you. Indeed. Well, I'm going to rather than reload my hand crossbow, I'm going to jump forward and jab at one with my short sword. Alright. So give me the roll of the damage. Alright. That is going to be a 22 to hit, mm-hmm. and because Eric is near it, I get to do so sneakily. Sneaky, sneaky. Little d6s. Oh, little d6s, why do you fail me so? <laughs> 16 points of damage. 16, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least you hit. Yes, I did. feel a little bit better. That's good. What are you doing, Eric? I am going to take a couple of steps so that I am next to the two instead of having Declan right in front of me on the other side. And I am going to tell them that they are going to suffer for what they've done to poor Brittany. Leave Brittany alone! And I'm casting burning hands at using a third level slot. Okay, so that's, is that a dexterity saving throw on there? Uh, yeah, because I'm going to use Heightened Spell, burn a couple of uh, uh, sorcery points, so it is an 18 save. Ooh, boy, okay. And Brittany, what are you going to be doing? I, I think I have an idea. I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery at the one that my friend just punched through a wall. That's a Wisdom saving throw, DC 16. And, by the way, if, if he does not succeed on- if he fails this, this save, he'll take 1d4 Psychic Damage plus the Radiant, and have disadvantage on his next attack roll. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm gonna use my bonus action to tell Declan, be better. And give him, um, <laughs> some bardic inspiration. <laughs> is that what we're going to call that? Okay. What dice is the inspiration again? That is an excellent question. I'm double checking. Are you a d8 by now? I think I'm a d8, but I... Or is it still a d6? Mm, I think I'm a d8, but I want to just double check that. Okay, I'm gonna roll those deck saves here. Yeah, it's a D8. Okay, and what was the damage on on the burning hands? Because it is a fire spell, and I just hit sixth level and use it. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> um. <that is laughs> Twenty six. Twenty six. Nice. Fantastic. Spicy. Catching them both in the cone. Spicy boy. What did you say your your DC was sixteen? Eighteen. Or the well I was saying for the uh for the cutting words or uh, vicious uh, mockery. Vicious mockery, sorry. 
a DC 16 wisdom. Wisdom, thank you. I needed to know what modifier was. Oh, yes. Generally will be wisdom uh, with her. Right. Eric has moved himself next to you, Deck, and you feel a little confident, and you just run up and do a very clean swipe through this specter's ectoplasmy makeup. It reels back, and then you just hear, Leave Brittany alone! <laughs> and a gout of fire just erupts past your head. Oh, um, no, I die, bro! <laughs> You instinctively clutch where you used to have a stubble. <laughs> the PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> um, and the two ghosts, when, when you look up again, after the light has faded, there are no specters standing in front of you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brittany, what, are you, what vicious words are you saying to this ghost who's kind of peeked his head through the wall? You call that outfit a fashion statement? When were you from? 2,000 years ago? Please, you're so pathetic. And also, no one remembers who you are. Full slap. Oh. what's the damage? 1d4 psychic damage? Plus 1d8 plus, radiant. Plus 1d8 radiant? Oh, 1d8, okay. So that is going to be 4 psychic damage and only 1 radiant damage. Uh, I rolled the radiant damage oh. for you if you want to take that. I will take her. yours. <laughs> okay, because this is a cool moment. The ghost peeks his head back through and attempts to make a swipe at you, but fails miserably once again as you just kind of lean back to avoid his weak slap. <laughs> and then you make your, and as soon as you make your statement, where are you from 2,000 years ago? <laughs> Fire erupts behind you. Oh, I look super cool. letting you in flame. <laughs> <laughs> and this ghost just implodes on itself oh. in a little blink of light. <laughs> yes, I did it. I killed someone with vicious... I literally insulted someone to death again. Woo! Yay! goals. So, Thank you. So the two men here, the two men, as soon as this, the flare of fire disappears, you see Brittany just... You see this ghost implode, and then she turns around with a toss of her snake hair. And just stares you guys down. Hello, it was me you were looking for. That's all for this episode of Mirth, Sin, and Fire. Our cast is Scott as Eric Severin, Walker as Declan Quinn, and Candace as Brittany. I'm Nick, your DM, signing off until next time. Thanks for listening to me, uh, line! If you liked that... Alright, if you like that, uh... Visit the... I know. Visit... Um... The Lair Action Action. Com. You're welcome.